husband of the Tennessee cop at the center of the department scandal is sticking by his wife. Now, I'd probably label him as a simp and also a cuck, but according to reports, he wasn't actually wanting her to go and do these sort of things, so it wouldn't really be a cuck in that situation because a cuck obviously gets off on his chick screwing other dudes. So, it's kind of odd, right? But, like, here's the thing. If your wife is sleeping around with other dudes performing oral on her co-workers in a very illegal fashion, you should probably not uh, stick by her. You definitely shouldn't be married to her at the very least because that is wrong on so many levels. The amount of betrayal is wrong, but let's get into it. So the husband of the Tennessee police officer fired for having sex with six of her co-workers is standing by his wife, the Daily Mail reported Friday. I don't know he's doing it. I don't know how he's doing it. He's more of a man than I am, but he's trying to salvage his marriage. Jedediah Hall's boss, Coffee County Sheriff Chad Parton, told the outlet. Here's the thing. This is going to end really badly because it'd be one thing, again, if he's a cuck because then he would actually wanted her to sleep around to actually happen, right? And if that was the case, there would have been no betrayal, no nothing. They would have just been a really weird, freaky partnership thing, right? But if you have someone who is still sticking by her, his partner after she lied about wanting to be in an open marriage, lied about a lot of things, slept with a lot of her co-workers, slept around like crazy, was a freak, would do things kind of like in a public setting, I think it's going to end extremely bad. Like, we've all seen, like, news reports of, like, crazy partners that just lose their stuff and basically end their partners and then end themselves. I'm kind of thinking that's probably how this is going to end up, just because who in their right mind would be okay with this sort of thing happening? Let's see. So, Jedediah's wife, Officer Megan Hall of the La Verne Tennessee Police Department was fired after allegations emerged she engaged in sex with co-workers, sent them nude pictures, took her toff at a Girls Gone Wild themed hot tub party, and performed oral sex on two fellow officers while on duty. Which, by the way, this thing right here should be highly illegal right? Because that means that they were probably doing it at the police department, probably doing it in their car, doing it in a public setting. Like, that is a very illegal act. And for officers to be engaged in that, that is a pretty bad thing. 
So the Hinky Pinky also led to the firings of Sergeant Lewis Powell and Officer Juan Lugo, Sergeant Ty McGowan, and Detective Seneca Shields, according to the internal investigation last month. Now, also, another thing that is, like, really surprising to me, I am surprised that none of these officers that have been punished because of this whole fiasco hasn't, like, leaked her photos or something like that. Like, I am shocked that her photos have not been leaked so far. Crazy. So officers Patrick Magliocco and Larry Holliday, who allegedly also had romps with Megan Hall, stayed on the force but were suspended. Megan Hall had told her co-workers she was in an open marriage, which, from investigators, said that one of her co-workers, however, said that Jedediah, who the Daily Mail reported as the son of a pastor, was not on board. And this is like a pretty dark thing. Like... If that is true, that means she lied about being in an open marriage so that she could convince these cops to sleep with her, like these other co-workers to sleep with her, which is a pretty messed up thing to do. And it's just so wrong to do to your partner, like on so many levels, right? Like, again, like I mentioned earlier, if he was a cuck, it wouldn't even be that big of a deal. But... This is basically like you're married to someone, they're cheating on you, they're lying about how they're cheating on you, and making everyone think that everything is A-OK. Like, it's pretty disgusting. Pardon said the former park ranger had been training for a job with the Tennessee Highway Patrol, but pulled out after the allegations against his wife became public, and he's since become a deputy in Coffee County. Which, by the way, think about it, too. So you basically have a wife that is a cop sleeping with her co-workers, who are also cops, who her husband is a cop. Like... <laughs> I guess it just stays in the blue. It's just, this is... Just so disgusting. I have offered and extended to him any resource that he needs, and all he says is, Sheriff, I just want to work for the citizens of Coffee County, and I love what I'm doing. Apparently, you love your wife too much because you're okay with her getting banged by a whole bunch of other dudes. That's uh, a pretty big fiasco. I don't condone what went on at the La Verne Police Department, but he sure hasn't broken any laws. He's the victim here. There's not a blemish on his record. He is doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job, Parent added. And according to an internal investigative report by the La Verne Police Department, Magliocco said Jedediah Hall had become upset at a party when Megan had been kissing his wife. Jedediah really wasn't on board with his wife having a threesome, Maglioko said. And Magli also, also expressed concern for Megan Hill's mental health, claiming she's been prone to heavy drinking, and he said he she had once pointed an empty gun at her head and pulled the trigger so she could hear what it sounded like. And here's the thing. I think this female cop should never have a job as a police officer ever again. You 
cannot be a police officer if you, well, I mean, you shouldn't, I should say, you shouldn't be a police officer if you don't have really good moral grounds, right? Now, obviously, there's some bad cops, good cops, middle-of-the-ground cops, whatever, right? There's, like, a spectrum, but, like, this is just a risk. Like, she is a risk wherever she goes. There's a risk of her banging other dudes at another department. There's risk that she's going to end up causing massive mayhem to other people's relationships, not just hers, which could end up causing one of those spouses from those other relationships going crazy, breaking multiple laws to get at her, to get back at her. Like, think about it. Like, every single person that she was sleeping around with was a cop. If those people, if those cops had spouses, and if those spouses learned about the cheating, and they got so pissed off, what is to stop them from grabbing weapons that the cop has, their spouse, and then doing something heinous with it? Because they're so pissed off. Like, this is just a liability. Like, she is a liability everywhere she goes now. It's just going to be pretty interesting to see what ends up coming about this. And like I mentioned earlier, when I was covering this sort of thing, what she probably should do, because she's obviously a freak, is to just create like an OnlyFans, create like social media, drive traffic to her OnlyFans, make money throughout that way because she's already doing these freaky things on her own. She might as well get paid for it because there's probably not a police department that's going to hire her unless they want to bang her. Like, that's the reality. So, I mean, feel free to give your thoughts on this. I think this whole thing is kind of crazy. It's just like, I don't know. And here's the thing, I got nothing wrong against a girl who wants to be a freak, but girl, you are married to someone, someone who is not into you just sleeping around with everyone. You guys should not be together. Go, like, separate, split up, do your own things. Like, it makes no sense for these two individuals to be together at all, ever again. Tesla slashes its car prices as much as 20% to prop up sagging sales. Tesla is taking across the board price cuts on its electric vehicles to prop up sagging sales, slashing the sticker price of its most expensive models by more than $20,000, even as it cuts lower end models as much as 20%. Tesla also cut the price of the of on, the Model S Plaid or Plaid, which previously cost one hundred and thirty-five thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars, will now set the consumer back one hundred and fourteen thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars, a fifteen percent discount worth twenty-one thousand dollars. Which here's the thing, this is what's so funny, if you're able to get your hands on <laughs> a Model S Plaid for like 114990 you could probably immediately flip that car for $135,990 or more. Because the demand, the, like the true demand for these Tesla cars is just insane, right? Absolutely insane. 
Tesla also cut the price of his Model X Plaid from $138,990 to $119,990, a 14% reduction. And those on a tighter budget who have dreamed of owning a Tesla could splurge for a Model Y, the price of which was reduced by 20% to $52,990 from $65,990, and a Model Y performance which previously cost $69,990 will now set you back $56,990. Hold on, I want to see what the Model Y performance actually looks like. Model Y performance. So this is the Model Y. Let's see. So we're at the Model Y right now on their websites. Interesting. Let's see. You know what's interesting? If you stumble upon this, if you've ever actually been in a Tesla, actually, no, I'll put it this way. If you've never been in a Tesla, it's kind of interesting because it's extremely minimalistic, right? Like, it's basically like you're kind of in a spaceship with, like, nothing in it. Like, it's, it's a really weird feeling, right? But if you're someone who is more of, like, a minimalist and you don't like having a whole bunch of different things inside your vehicles or inside your house or whatever... I mean, a Tesla really isn't that bad for that type of mindset, like just keeping things extremely simple, not really having to think about anything. You basically wear the exact same type of stuff all the time. Not that bad of an option. The crazy thing, though, is that they're making their vehicles now way more competitive with other car makers. And this is actually going to be pretty interesting to see what happens because... Technically speaking, in terms of like electric vehicles, Teslas are still above all the other car manufacturers in terms of what they actually offer you, right? It's just crazy because you can have like the average like brand new price of like a car nowadays isn't really too far off of like the $52,990, which is scary when you think about it. And not only that, if they provide really good financing, which I definitely don't recommend anyone to really finance a vehicle, but if they do offer really good financing options, then that makes them extremely competitive. So the price changes for Model 3 sedans and certain Model Y SUVs are significant in that buyers can now qualify for the $7,500 electric vehicle tax credit. Now that's interesting. Under the old price plan, Model Y buyers didn't qualify for the tax credit because the price exceeded the cap of $55,000. Wow, so if that's the case, that's even going to make it that much more competitive. That's crazy. 
So Tesla CEO Elon Musk reportedly grew upset when the Biden administration issued guidelines last year that disqualified Model Y buyers from the tax credit because the car didn't weigh enough to be considered an SUV. And the Model Y was thus subject to the $55,000 price cap that applies to sedans instead of the $80,000. And on its website, Tesla notes that some customers are now eligible for the $7,500 federal tax credit on vehicles that will be delivered through March. Now that's interesting. So do they actually have that right now? So, yeah, Model Y, order now. Do they actually have that? So certain new Model 3 and Model Y vehicles qualify for a federal tax credit for eligible buyers. This credit amount is in effect for deliveries until March 2023. Wow. So hold on. All prices are shown without potential incentives or gas savings of 7800 Purchase price... Potential savings. Wow. Like, this is actually making it really competitive, right? Let's see, hold on. No, 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 no. Uh... See details. Okay, so 75. 100 federal tax credit. Customers who take delivery of a qualified new Tesla and meet all federal requirements are eligible for a tax credit up to $7,500. This credit amount applies to deliveries now and may change during March 2023, at which point the credit value may be reduced. So, the adjusted gross income limitations, $300,000 for married couples filing jointly, $225,000 for heads of households, 150000 for all other filers, and the price caps. The vehicle price at time of delivery must not exceed the following caps. This price includes optional equipment physical, physically attached to the vehicle at the time of delivery and excludes software features, accessories, taxes, and fees. Interesting. So... This is actually interesting. So it really depends on what is physically connected to the vehicle. Now that's interesting. Which means that you could get the Model Y long range, right? I don't know. See, if I were to get a Tesla, which I mean I wouldn't, at least I think I wouldn't, but I'd probably go with black, I guess, because I just see white Teslas everywhere, like literally everywhere. I get black on black, alright? Oh, whoa, wait a minute. Two grand for wheels? No, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, okay. So I see. They're literally charging like a grand. Nah, nah, I could just get like a wrap for cheaper. Yeah, just go white. Wow, okay, so that's why people get white. Tow hitch. I don't get why I would put a tow hitch on a Tesla. Interior. I'll just go all black. Five. Okay. Enhanced autopilot. Navigate on autopilot. Auto lane change. Auto park summon. Smart summon. 
No, don't need that. Full self-driving capability. No, I wouldn't need that. Also, I don't like the mount. Ugh, $15,000 for that. Dude, like, whoever's buying Teslas are just, like, having, like, a crazy amount of money to spend. Let's see, charging. I would add these, the wall connector and the mobile connector. Yeah. And your design qualifies for a $7,500 federal tax credit for eligible buyers. Continue to payment. Okay, so your Model Y. Model Y long range, dual motor, all wheel drive, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. So your Model Y in cash is 54630 but then you also get the $7,500 federal tax credit, which really ain't bad. Okay, so lease, $599 per month. That's 36 months, 10,000 miles, $4,500 down, and yeah, loan, $813 per month. Yeah, that's a lot to be paying per month for a vehicle. Like, ooh. Like, if I were to buy a Model Y, I'd do it straight up in cash. So let's go back to Tesla. Let's now do the Model 3, because that also gets the tax benefit as well. Let's see. Let's see. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Order now. And this one starts at 43990 which is way more competitive, right? Now, you could even get the performance option as well, right? But let's go with the cheapest option just to see how much it would actually be. So, Model 3, 43990 Let's see, keep going. Keep the white because it's going to be included, 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 okay. No need autopilot, no need full self-driving. Yep, charging. Continue the payment. Yeah. Yeah, this, like see, this price for like a brand new car is very competitive because you have to include the $7,500 federal tax credit. Like... This actually makes a Tesla Model 3, the base base model, actually not bad in terms of like purchasing it. Now again, people have different views on like Teslas or vehicles or whatever kind of stuff, but wow. That is some interesting stuff. Like I I wouldn't have really been interested in a Tesla, but I mean this the price point is like pretty darn competitive. Like, for example, let's go uh, Ford. Ford.com. See, cars, which by the way, if I were to get a car, it'd probably be a Mustang from Ford, honestly, right? So starting at 27770. But really, I mean, if you want to get a Mustang, you're definitely going to go for, like, a GT, right? So let's see. Yeah, basically about 43. 45. 
right, after the taxes and whatnot. But then you get the tax benefit, so that's in the 30s. Now, if you want to go, like, the cheapest route, okay, you got 27, but really it's going to be, like, 30-something by the end of it, which, again, is keeping it on par with the Model 3. So it just kind of, like, depends on, like, what your interests are. Like, if you're someone that literally all they do is go home, go work, go home, or go home, to school, go home. Is that basically all you do? A Tesla as an option probably wouldn't be that bad because you're always charging it back at home anyways. But if you're someone that likes to drive around, go on adventures, go out, all that sort of stuff, a Tesla may not be the best option for you. Or if you live in the country or more rural, a Tesla probably really isn't that good for you. Like, if you live in an area that is anywhere rem- like somewhat remote, it'd be almost impossible to find a charger for a Tesla other than your house, if you put it there. And even depending on your house, because it might be more rural, you may not even have the right connections to really make it viable for you to put a home charger for your Tesla. Um, you can still probably do it, but it's just probably going to be a hassle. But let's see. At least $469 per month. The loan is $660 per month. See, like, this is still, like, a large amount to be paying per month for a vehicle. Even with, like, the tax... Well, I mean, with the tax benefit, it'd be probably way less, but... I don't know. I still don't like... Paying this much amount of money for, like, a car. Even though, like, my dream cars are, like... GTRs and Lamborghini, like Huracans and Gallardos, Gallardos, whatever, right? Like, those are like my dream vehicles in the future, which are way more expensive than a Tesla Model 3. But it's still just, it feels hard to justify spending this type of money for a vehicle. Or, if you were to finance it, that type of money per month for a vehicle. Because that doesn't even include insurance, right? And who knows what insurance is going to be on a brand new Tesla. I don't know. It might be a good amount. Interesting. What is the cheapest car from Ford, though? Explore all vehicles. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reset all. Model year. Current, I guess. Okay, let's just go cars. Okay, the 2023 Maverick at $22,000 doesn't seem bad. EcoSport, 22000 Okay, that's not really bad at all. Okay, what's Honda? Honda.com. Honda Autos. Let's see. Okay, Accord 26520. 
Pacific 25. Passport 41. Okay, so it seems like mid-20s to like 30s is pretty much the price point, which after the tax credit, the Model 3 would basically be at. It's not that crazy. Like, it's comparable, which is the main thing, which makes a Model 3 pretty competitive to other ones, right? Because the thing is, the amount of money that you're saving on gas does add up. It really does add up. Especially if you're someone that drives a lot, right? Or if you drive a lot to go to work or come back, it does save you potentially hundreds of dollars a month, right? Like, personal example, I drive like, I don't know, I drive to the point where I spend nearly 500 bucks a month on gas in just terms of my driving, right? So if I were to swap that to a electric car, that's $500 potentially in just gas savings, right? Although there was one, like I think a few bad months where I was spending like 700 bucks on gas per month. And the thing is, I got a pretty gas-friendly car, <laughs> And yeah, I'm still spending that amount of money on gas. So it's just something to keep in mind, right? Because you're not just spending money on the actual vehicle. You're spending money on the vehicle. You're spending money on the car insurance. And you're spending money on the upkeep. As in brakes, oil changes, gas, right? So if you include the tax credit, and the savings of not having to pay for gas, if the insurance is not bad, it makes this Tesla Model 3 specifically the lowest, like the lowest, like optioned out Model 3, very competitive to pretty much all other cars, like all other sedans, which is a pretty crazy thing when you think about it. Like, let's see. How much does this say that you potentially save? Hold on. Uh, la, 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 la. So the potential savings, right? So all prices are shown without potential incentives or gas savings of $6,600, right? Yeah. It makes it very competitive because I can see there being a lot more Teslas by this time next year because of it being such a competitive option now. Now, the thing is, I really don't like this range, right? Like, this range is, like, really, really sucky to me in my mind, right? Like, really sucky to me. But if you're, like, living in this city, that ain't bad. If you're living, like, in the suburb, that's not really bad. But, oof, I don't know. That's kind of... I'd prefer, like, the... 
the range to be more so like over 300, which is the Model 3 long range, I think. All right? I don't know. This is the Model 3 long range. Right? Or no? Oh, okay. Never mind. So the Model 3 long range isn't available into 2023. Okay. Still crazy, though. But Model 3 Performance, you could get it at 315 miles. Mm. You know what? If I were to get one of these options, I would probably get the Performance just because to get away from really crazy drivers on the highway, in my personal opinion. Feel free to give your thoughts on this. I just found this kind of interesting because of this tax credit and lowering the price points. I don't think test is a bad option for a lot of people now. Apparently, Usain Bolt might have lost millions of dollars from his accounts. Finance chiefs in Jamaica investigate a multi-million dollar discrepancy at the investment management firm of the former world's fastest man who once raked in 27 million euros per year, which is basically over $30 million. Like, this is crazy. A company which handles investments for sprinting legend Usain Bolt is now under investigation after reports that he may have lost millions of pounds to fraud. Bolt is believed to have a net worth in the region of 70 million euros after a career which has seen him widely regarded as one of the greatest sportsmen of all time. In his prime, he was making tens of millions a year with Forbes, revealing he had netted over 25 million euros in the 12 months prior to his final Olympics in 2016. Now, here's the thing that I want to mention about this. Anytime you get money, regardless of the size, the only person that is going to care more about your money is you, no one else. No one cares more about your money than you do. So when you put your money into these big companies, don't expect that they have your best interests at heart when all they're really thinking, hmm, we might be able to make 1%, 2%, maybe even more off of this account. So just keep that in mind. So financial authorities in Jamaica have now said they are investigating allegations of fraud at Stocks and Securities LTD, a private wealth management company based in the capital of Kingston, Jamaica. In a report in the Jamaica Gleaner, Bolt's manager, Nugent Walker, was quoted as saying that Bolt has invested with the company for more than a decade and that his entire portfolio is being reviewed after he noticed discrepancies in his account. Jamaica's Financial Services Commission, FSC, has now placed the firm in enhanced oversight following the allegations. Now, what's even interesting, right, maybe this is actually going to show that perhaps that the whole financial institution is a scam. You don't know. We don't know. It's just, here's the thing that people need to understand. You could pretty much put your money into real estate that you physically own 
that you could put money into the stock market in the form of index funds like the S&P 500. You could put money into treasuries of the government, depending on what government you have, get a guaranteed percentage return from those bonds with the governments, right? You could put your money into mutual funds, but pretty much you could put something like your money into something, for an example, like the S&P 500, like SPY or whatever other options there are, and have your money compound on itself without really too much oversight, without paying percentage points on that entire portfolio. But obviously you should check it out, make sure that your money's in a somewhat reputable stock brokerage or whatever, but still at the same time it's like, I wouldn't want to put the majority of my wealth into a private wealth management company because you're basically paying someone a good amount of money for them to pretty much have you not lose money like it's just a really weird concept so the Gleaner report claims that millions of dollars were missing from the account the FC, FSC said it was aware of reports of allegations of fraud and that the oversight process would allow it to monitor the, the movement of funds and securities into and out of the investment trust. The FSC will cite simultaneously continuous investigation into matters related to SSL, it added, and SSL have intimidated that a former employee was behind the alleged fraud and added it had referred the matter to the relevant law enforcement authorities. Well, this is the thing. If an employee, a former employee, committed fraud and stole millions of dollars from Usain Bolt, guess who is pretty much at fault for that? The SSL. Not that. Well, I mean, the former employee is still going to be at fault as well, but the SSL is still going to be held responsible or should be held responsible. Interesting. Let's see some of these comments. Best rated. Always remember, as hard as you're working to make big money, some people are working even harder to separate you from it. I agree. Why these people let other clowns manage their entire wealth is completely beyond me. You're much better getting financial advice and spreading investments over several very safe returns. The amount of times you read about sportsmen losing their entire worth is staggering. Surely 6% return on 50 mil every single year is better than risking the lot. This person says, you're absolutely right. I can never understand why they don't get financial advisors. Let's see. Who advised them to invest with a Jamaican firm? Seriously. Jamaica drug capital would be the last place I'd invest in. Looks like the company has done a runner. So I so have I read it correctly that he's put all his money in one finance company for them to invest in Jamaica. He might be a brilliant runner, but clearly not brilliant with all of his dosh. There is your first mistake. 
a Jamaican investment management firm, name one Jamaican company that is successful exactly. Let's see. This one says, never allow others to handle your handle your cash. The greedy will always crawl out of the word work. I agree with that one. Like, this is the thing. Like, I mentioned this earlier on. No one is going to care about your wealth, your money, more than you will. Right? So be very careful where you put your money. Like, if, for example, if you're wanting, like, a savings account, don't put your money into a bank that does not have insurance that protects you to a certain extent. Right? Or, for example, if there is a specific bank company that constantly has numerous articles about the amount of fraud that they commit against their customers, maybe you shouldn't be doing business with that company, cough, cough, Wells Fargo, right? Like, I would never put money into Wells Fargo because the amount of crap that they do to their customers is beyond insane. Beyond insane. They literally created fake accounts of, like, duplicating their customers' accounts. Like, it's it's disgusting. So, that's the thing. Do a, a little research as to where you put your money into. Make sure that they have some form of insurance that has some protection for you. Make sure their brokerage accounts aren't, like, dissolvent or something. Like, I mean, maybe you don't even have to go that far, but basically, if they've been operating for probably a few decades or a decade or whatever and has insurance, you could probably somewhat trust them. But even so, it's like, there is a risk with everything. Like, even if you were to put your money into the bank, there's a risk with that because one, you're not getting a return on that. And then two, you're only protected, like in the United States, you're only protected up to $250,000 per like establishment, right? So if you got like a million bucks, you're kind of screwed in that sense, unless you split it to four different banks, right? Which you could do. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah. But I wouldn't go down his route. Like, if you have a large amount of money, don't put all of your money into one singular financial institution because if something goes wrong and you need access to quick cash, you're kind of in a big issue.